What role does content play in online communities and customer engagement? My next guest, Scott Wilder, who I've known for many years dating back to my Forrester Analyst days, will answer these questions and more in this next segment. First, let me give you some background on Scott. Scott Wilder is the VP of Customer Partner and Community Engagement at BASE. He has spent the last 25 years working in Silicon Valley, holding senior positions at HubSpot, Marketo, Intuit, and Udacity, and he's consulted to Microsoft, Google, SAP, Coursera, and others. With that, let's get started. I wanted to talk about your background. So you have an amazing background. You've worked at Marketo, Adobe, HubSpot, Jive, Google, Apple. I mean, you've been at the who's who of uh, really big, notable, and very successful tech companies. Uh, tell, tell me about your experience, looking back on your experience, uh, and, and what you're most proud of. Yeah, we started to talk about the uh, Marketo and the Marketing Nation, and uh, probably most proud of that, um, but uh, actually most proud of just the people I've worked with. I mean, there have been some amazing mentors and leaders and coworkers, et cetera. And one of them was Sanjay, who was the CMO at um, at Marketo, and I had known him because he worked at Lithium, Coros, and yeah. uh, he and I had a discussion uh, one day, and it was more of a casual conversation about this concept he had called the marketing nation, uh, which really brought together all all different types of marketers, but focused a lot on the demand gen marketing operations and people in the acquisition who at the time didn't get a lot of TLC. Um, mm-hmm. But it was interesting because also growth marketing was beginning to kick in then. And he said he wanted to create this big event and he was we were bouncing ideas around how to create community. Fast forward a year later, um, I ended up joining the team. Um, I had, it was interesting because we just had a few people on our team. So I can talk a little bit about the organization dynamics, but from a community perspective, um, we really thought of the marketing nation as the place where customers and partners go and the regular dot com more of an acquisition play. So the marketing nation consolidated community, learning, support, like you open up a ticket, et cetera. And, you know, we hit 100,000 uh, members. Uh, engagement was really high. Um, Dow Mao was very high then. And uh, so that's what I'm most proud of. Um, so let's just fast forward to today. So, um, you know, tell tell me about, you know, what you're doing now and then also your work um, with the CLG campus. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've worked at big companies my whole life or most of my life. And uh, when I left HubSpot, I enjoyed the holidays last year and uh, then decided like, okay, so what do I want to do next? And uh, for me, I like to go into my uncomfortable place and uh, instead of my comfort zone. And so I thought working with a startup, working with an early stage company would be a great place to go. And uh, so I joined Base, which was called Crowdvocate at the time. And the reason I joined them is because similar to what I was saying about Marketo, they really had a great engine from a data perspective, from a life cycle, from a customer journey perspective that could track and consolidate all these different touch points, right? So for example, mm-hmm. you know, you're in your community, you can, you're in, you're doing advocacy, you're collecting references, all that information um, they can use to then personalize content, personalize other information, et cetera. So at base, um, you know, putting titles aside, I tell people I focus on care because I want to be a caring person and care stands for community, advocacy, resources, and education. 
education. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, I have a lot of different areas I focus on in terms of building out the ecosystem and also building out all those different areas. And one of my main focuses right now is um, starting, we just started 45 days ago, the CLG campus, and it's called the CLG campus for customer-led growth. And why customer-led growth? Um, Several reasons. One is um, I'm working on a book about how the customer is the boss and, and not you. Great. And two is, you know, retention, you know, back in the good old days when we first met, retention uh, was in the B2B side was kind of scattered across the organization. Yeah. And then now we're in this phase where the customer marketer is playing a bigger role in consolidating all that. And I think the customer marketer will actually evolve into the the, the new CMO, customer marketing officer. Not chief marketing right. officer, and mm-hmm. um, and so really being customer first and, and customer led. So we created the CLG campus, and you know, just building on all the things that you've known about me over these years is it's all user contribution system, user driven. So we talk about content. The practitioners, Larry, who works at Coros, for example, he just did a course on the site. Um, I think another, I'm using a bunch of analogies here. I look at it kind of like an open source resource center. And mm-hmm. I think the other thing too is, you know, we all talk about the importance of MarTech, um, but the technology guys like us, we're selling ca- cars, right? We're telling people to get in a car, drive the yeah. car. Um, but the reality is yeah. there's a lot of people who are new to customer marketing or customer success. So I use the analogy, if we're selling cars, they need driver's ed and the CLG mm-hmm. campus is a place where you can go to learn from your peers and to really get that solid foundation on customer marketing. And again, it's all peer driven. You know, um, this guy, Rishi, he just created this incredible template on the site about how mm-hmm. to track your customer stories. I mean, he built that himself. He built it at Charge B and then he, you know, put it on the CLG mm-hmm. campus to share with others. Right, right. Yeah. I, I poked around in CLG campus last night and I was blown away by the amount of content that is being shared. Uh, And then also the fact that you have podcasts, you have a a full-blown resource center, as you mentioned with templates and presentations and there's discussions and, 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 um, you know, from some really impressive people with some really great backgrounds. So how, how did, how did you grow the community base? since you launched this? Well, a few things. We're only in day 50, <laughs> 40. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm so impressed for <laughs> that short amount of time, how how active it is. Yeah. So, you know, we do have ways to go on the community side, but in terms of the content contribution and the classroom participation and study um, office hours, um, you know, a lot of people talk about scaling communities fast and doing it that way, but it's um it's a heavy human lift and a heavy mm-hmm. human hand at first. And I mean that in a positive way of just like right. re- reaching out to people and just kind of indicating to them what what's in it for them. How is it going to help them improve, you know, their knowledge of products, their craft, their career, et cetera. Um, so a lot of it was just reaching out to folks. A lot of it was content that I had saved. Um, if you might remember, I'm a little bit of a nerd. So I keep a an air table, it used to be a Google table on like everything I read. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, I, yeah, so that's just another thing. So it was really just reaching out to folks and, um, 
I had like a lot of things bookmarked and tracked in my Airtable in terms of, of content. You know, content's pretty pretty core, right? To to both both community and and customer engagement. And I wanted to get your perspective on the role of content in community and customer engagement and how you see that evolving. Yeah. So I think we'll see more and more uh, content created by the users versus the companies, right? So we, you know, it's funny, like today, you know, we write customer stories and we hire these people to do it and they do a great job. But I think we're going to see more and more of just relying on the the users to create the content, whether it's videos or even writing it and putting it on the site. Um, I think the second thing is really responding, you know, creating content that responds to the pain points or the jobs to be done um, that people have. And I also have my triad of helping, focusing content on product, helping people, learning the product, helping people fine tune their craft and accelerate their career. And I think the last, the next thing would be, um, I think community needs more of a kind of emotional connection. I think you talked about the marketing right. nation. Like, you know, I've worked on other communities and they were called, you know, XYZ community. I don't want to criticize any company, but um, that didn't really create a strong emotional connection like the marketing nation did, which is why I call it the CLG campus as opposed to resource center. And I think, um, you know, in terms of community being a, a, evolution is it's a key part sorry, in terms of content evolution and customer engagement, it's a key part of the journey. And, um, you know, this person, even the personalized content will be used to um, help personalize the customer experience, customer engagement more. I think the big thing that still has to happen, it has to happen real time, you know, like being Mm -hmm. able to respond right away, you know, trigger emails and automation is is great, um, but it's not always real time. And it's not always as personal. I mean, it's it's amazing to me that we're in 20, what year is it? 2023. And I go to a website and they still just, they don't even say, hi, Scott. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. back in the 19th century, I worked at American Express where we did snail mail and all my mm-hmm. piece, all the pieces of mail I sent out had the person's name on it. So responding real time. And then, you know, we can talk a little bit about AI and the role that's going to mm-hmm. play, but you know, mm-hmm. Content can play a key part in terms of helping reinforce the brand, building that emotional connection, um, and then just providing that real-time information um, from other users. And it's funny, like, I was just, and I know I'm on a tangent here a little bit, but um, I was talking to somebody about chat, uh, GPT today. GPT, yeah. And, um, you know, we, we can talk more about it, but one of the big things for me is knowing who created the content. Like, what's the source? Yes, Yes, absolutely. So when I was at Intuit, we built Mm -hmm. a live community, which was, I don't know if you've ever done your own taxes, and I know not everybody's going to be So you do your own taxes, and you have a question in TurboTax. There's a a panel where you can um, ask an accountant a question, or content from the community flows into the the product. But the key there is you you can easily find out who that accountant is, Mm -hmm. what's their background, what's their expertise. And I think think that this is like a big thing for, I don't know if it's going to happen in the first half of this year, but, you know, I'd say end of 2023 and 24 is, you know, tell me that Kim wrote that. Tell me a little bit about Kim, you know, tell me what she does. You know, what, what we're talking about now and, and something that we feel 
you know, that we're stressing with our clients for 2023 is to really focus on quality content. And from a content experience perspective, you know, that means content that is connected, right? So it's not siloed content. Uh, it's engaging, you know, the content's meaningful, it's helpful, it's authentic and trustworthy. So we're just talking about and uh, relevant, right? And that really gets into personalization. You know, it, it reflects an understanding of the needs and behaviors of the audience and, um, and progressively guides users uh, to information, etc. So based on that, you know, do you have any examples of a great content experience specifically for B2B? And why it stood out for you? Yeah, I mean, we talked about the videos. And I have two examples. The first one I kind of alluded to earlier is these user-created videos that mm-hmm. um, that we call the Nation Talks. So they were created by the practitioners. We had to get to your point about quality. Um, you had to be a Marketo community champion or Marketing Nation champion. So that was one way to screen it. And then you could also learn more about the person who created the content. Mm-hmm. Now, we put some guardrails on that, very light guardrails, no pajamas when you're filming, mm-hmm. for example. Right. Uh, you know, there was one guy who mm-hmm. did it in his pajamas. I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> I let that go. I tend to be laid back. Um, right. <laughs> and then, so I, I was really proud of that, the Nation Talks, because it took off, you know, after... I left Marketo. Then what happened was that people started running with that and then kind of syndicating it on their own. So that was one thing. And then the next example is a little bit different and it's in the product, but it's really important in terms of customer engagement, customer journey. Um, At Udacity, one of the things we did was, so Udacity is a MOOC online education. I was working on the growth side there. Um, And the, the dirty secret in all these MOOCs and online education is that most um, students don't complete their courses. So what we did was at the point of abandonment, like so analogous to a shop cart abandonment, but when we said right. we knew people were going to leave the site or bail out of their course, um, we used, I'll call it light AI to mm-hmm. send them content that, you know, would be relevant and maybe keep them engaged and or to understand and or to send them um more information just about the, the, I guess, more information about the course in general. And so, but one of the things we did was it was personalized, you know, it did say, hi, Scott, um, and more. <laughs> and then two is um, we not only pushed, we, we actually, based on our understanding of them using, you know, I call it late AI, some machine learning, is we understood which channel they would respond to the most, right? So, yeah. You know, when they're leaving the shop cart, you have the option of chat, you have option of what's on the page or push notifications, mm-hmm. you have an option of calling them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then if we really got in trouble and was like, oh, God, this guy's going to leave us, then we would like try and give them a discount or some sort. Um, yeah. But all that, in, yeah. all that was mm-hmm. personalized and there's personalized content. And when we think about customer engagement, it's really like, you know, at that point of need um, or point you know, I guess we're running a business at point of, they might point of divorce, maybe I'll call it point of departure. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what can we do to keep, keep them engaged? So, you know, what, what, what do you think is going to be a big challenge 
and also an opportunity uh, for this year. And then, um, and then my my second part of that question is if a B2B marketer should focus on one thing, what would you say that should be? Well, that's a lot. Um, so yeah, so it's challenging because resources are going to be less, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are losing their jobs. You know, um, mm-hmm. there's two superstars I saw yesterday lost their mm-hmm. jobs. So, so I think companies really need to figure out of how to be more efficient. Um, right. And that requires really planning and um, process, something that most marketers don't <laughs> embrace. Um, right. But um, so yeah. I think that's really key. And then, you know, the whole CLG campus is based on the principle of, you know, leaning in and co-creating with your customers and co-designing with your customers. At Intuit, we call mm-hmm. it customer-driven innovation. And I think companies really need to to lean into that. And so for me, you know, we, we read about, you know, getting customer input or et cetera, but I would challenge companies to invite their customers, not just their best customers, to their staff meetings, to co-create right. with them and to really hear, you know, it's it's like the game telephone. If I tell you this customer had a problem and I'm going to like, his words are going to change when they go through me, when they get filtered. Yeah, so right. I think there's a lot of, you know, and I did this into it um, a bit is really and bring the customers as in as part of your team. And that's, I don't know if a lot of B2B companies are thinking that way, um, but that's what I would, you know, challenge them to do. Um, and so in terms of, you know, prioritizing, um, I think that's an inexpensive lift to do. Um, yeah. And then I think also, you know, we focus a lot on the, I know you want to one thing on our best customers. Um, right. But I also think the rising stars are really key. They already are customers, mm-hmm. you know, they mm-hmm. might not be the best. So how you want to keep them, right? Yeah. And so I would focus on how to really nurture them, how to partner with them, how to co-create with them mm-hmm. to get them to be, you know, star partner, star customers or best customers later on. Thank you for joining us today, Scott. If you want to learn more about Scott and the CLG campus, check out our resources in the show notes for this episode. Next up is our Tendo Spotlight segment, where we highlight really awesome examples of B2B content experiences. Next up uh, for our spotlight for this episode, we are going to dive into a great example of an engaging content experience, and Don Knapp is going to walk us through that. So take it away, Don. Thanks, Kim. Um, so at Tendo, we think a lot about content experience and in particular, what does a great content experience look like? And so we found some examples and I think today we want to talk about, uh, an engaging content experience. So, um, at at Tendo, the three adjectives we use to, um, describe a great content experience are connected, engaging, and relevant. So those are three things to keep in mind whenever you're, Um, creating content and thinking about the overall experience that you're giving to um, your readers, your users, your buyers, Um, you know, when they, the impression they take away from your content, um, consuming multiple pieces of content, um, you want them to come away feeling like, yeah, they had a connected experience and certainly that they had an engaging and relevant experience. So let's zero in on 
relevant and what that means. And we found um, an example, which will not surprise you, uh, Ma's Whiteboard Friday. And so um, I think most of you should be familiar with Moz. It's an SEO tool. It's one of the first. It's one of the biggest. And so with SEO, there's a lot of education um, that they need to do to get people up to speed on how to optimize um, content for search and how it all works, the technical aspects, the, the content creation aspects. And so um, Moz has... Uh, jumped out as a, a thought leader in, you know, putting out these best practices. And um, they could have done it in a, a fairly dry way, just presenting that information. But no, they did it in a really fun way because um, that's who they are. And they know that their audience, um, you know, wants to have fun with this. And so they've, they've created a, a series of videos that um are, are super fun to watch, you know, live whiteboarding, um, a lot of style and substance. And so when you go on the Moz website, you'll just consistently find this type of engaging content experience as you click around, uh, fun freewheeling videos. And, um, it's really helped put them on the map. Yeah, absolutely. I love these videos. Um, I, I love the whiteboarding sessions. I feel like we kind of lost whiteboarding uh, through the pandemic and working from home. And, and, and they're more engaging videos than, you know, the traditional presentation style. Uh, each, each presenter uh, or person in the video, because they're not really presenting, as I mentioned, it's, it's, it's definitely a more engaging experience but they all have their unique personalities that really draw you in. Uh, the videos are, are also pretty different from each other for the most part. They all have a specific flavor to them and uh, they're very casual. And I think the reason why these work so well from an engaging perspective is that, you know, they're fun, they're lighthearted, they're informal, but the content itself is super, super useful for, for the audience. Right. And so you know, if you if you want to learn more about SEO best practices, this is a great place to go uh, to check out these videos and and uh, and they're fun to watch. So highly recommend uh, our listeners check it out. We'll include the link to this site in the show notes. Uh, but again, uh, great great example, Don. This is this is a fun one for sure. Thanks, Kim. Want to learn more about the B2B content experience we've highlighted in today's segment? Check out our show notes for links to resources and other details about the example we spotlighted today.